0: Coming to you from beautiful downtown Toronto from Club 605, I'm your podcaster, John, and we're live at 605. Welcome back to another edition of Live at 605, and we are going to continue and finally finish the epic story that is the John and Val saga. Saga? Or is it saga? <laughs> saga. Saga, yeah. Mrs. Saga. Saga. <laughs> you guys have been patient you've put up with a lot and we're now going to finally tell you the story of how we got together and finally started dating but before we do that i have to thank everyone for the positive feedback and support that you have shown me val and the live at 605 podcast you guys have been fantastic you've subscribed you've listened you've told friends about it i've gotten texts and emails from everyone saying how much they enjoyed it it's been really great i've had a few people text me and tell me that they've never listened to a podcast and this is the first one they listened to and they actually really liked it So I just want to thank everyone, and I love doing this. You like doing this? I
1: like being a guest star.
0: Everyone loves you you and your sassy comments, (laughs) which is great. And I'm going to keep doing it and giving it to you guys for free. And all that I ask is that you just tell a friend, like our pages, subscribe, and just help us out and get our numbers up, and I'll give you as much of me as I can, and I'll tell you more funny stories, embarrassing ones, and just – We'll grow and learn and live and love together as an audience. (laughs) But in order for you to tell people and for you to subscribe, I have to give you all the stats and where you can find me and reach me and download the podcast. So, of course, you can get the podcast for free on iTunes. Just search live at 605 and hit subscribe. Download the episodes. You can get everything there. It's all archived. So if you miss an episode, go back. You can also get me on Twitter. And my handle is twitter.com slash malencamp m-a-l-l-o-n-c-a-m-p <laughs> very basic sounds like how it spelled how it sounds malencamp next up make sure you follow val on twitter as well you can find her at twitter.com slash val Gomez 23 that's v-a-l G-O-M-E-Z-2-3. I'm also excited because I just started a Facebook page for Live at 605.
1: Very cool. Like it, guys. Yeah,
0: make sure you hit the like button and support the podcast. So really simple. Go on Facebook and just search Live at 605 Mm -hmm. or type in facebook.com slash live at 605. You can find us there. Also, um, if you want to get in contact with me and you want to spell or type more than 148 characters, you can email me question, comments, concerns, to the email address, which is live at 605.gmail.com. I'll answer any of your questions. I'll read them on the podcast, and it's a good way to get in contact with me. I check it every day. And also, if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, go to my WordPress, which is live at 605.wordpress.com. So basically, on that website and Facebook is where I post pictures of stories we've talked about, links to the bands of the week that I like and all the songs, different movie trailers for movies we've talked about, and just anything that was talked about on the podcast of significance will make it onto my Facebook page or my WordPress. So check those out, and you can kind of get to know us a little bit better in our story. Before we get into the episode about how we got together, I have to say, I have to get this out of the way and get the sponsorship done. I'm really fortunate and lucky to have sponsors because I am a new podcast, and They've been really helpful so far. So this week's episode of Live at 605 is brought to you by people who jog down busy streets. Ugh. Ugh. Listen to my exhale and how angry I am into it. <laughs> I'd say we do th- two things for a living. We work and we walk.
1: <laughs> we have very boring lives.
0: <laughs> no, We do more than that, but uh, we like to walk around, right? And so we're located out of beautiful Toronto, Ontario. And for those of you familiar with Toronto, there is Yonge Street. For those of you who don't know Toronto, Yonge Street is the longest and busiest street in all of Canada. You walk down to Yonge Young and Dundas and good luck trying to go anywhere because it's cars, peoples, hobos, vendors. <laughs> uh, everyone under the sun is there. And this is like a phenomenon I just started to notice the last couple years. Is people who decide to jog and exercise down busy city streets.
1: Yeah, I think that's just ridiculous. Like,
0: I try to walk down side streets just to avoid people. And here are, like, people being like, look at me. I'm exercising, running down the street. I'm better than you. Look at me. You're <laughs> just going to burger or whatever. <laughs> and I don't know why. It just bugs me because it's just like, first of all, it makes me have to jump out of the way because you're yeah. jogging towards me like, almost like a bull running out of Matahorn, Matador. <laughs> yeah. Matador. That's a movie from the trash. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, can you not get a gym membership or can you not go to a park or can you not run out of attention in your apartment or house or condo <laughs> or shack or whatever?
1: I think, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think it's ridiculous. Like every time my friend Matt and I walk home and we're walking exactly like you said down Young Street, it's almost like a marathon group of runners come out of the running room. It's a local store that – You can buy like running shoes and all this running equipment out of. They all come out and they're all proceeding to run in twos down the sidewalk. And it's like, can you not take this to a park to like attract anything? Like why would you pick the busiest street at the busiest time to run down to like prove that you're really fit and I have low self-esteem about my body?
0: It's one of those things where I love living in Toronto, but I feel like it's full of pretentious people. I mean, me included. I, I can be pretty pretentious about certain things. Yeah. Like I refuse to get a haircut. There's more than two people waiting in line or <laughs> you know, whatever it is. But stop try- I also feel like those people who are jogging and like running down the streets, the busy streets, are just trying to prove to people, like, I'm working out. I'm better than you. They're just trying to show off. And yeah. I I'm like, I'm, I highly doubt dude with, like, booty shorts. You're going to go and press some chicky at Young College. Yeah. And she's going to jump on your back, and you're going to. Whisker home and make sweep a passionate love tour. Like <laughs> fuck off, get out of here.
1: I just think our sidewalks are already cluttered as is with like people walking slow, a hobo sitting on it, a biker now on it, and now you had a fucking runner.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Go to Allen Gardens and like do laps around hobos there. Like stop <laughs> walking down running down Young Street and leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going back to Bay Street. Mm-hmm. But anyways, thank you guys. Uh people who jog down busy streets for sponsoring this week's podcast live at six oh five. Okay, like I said, if you email me or tweet me, I will read your tweets and emails onto the show. And we were lucky enough to get an email this week, and this one comes from Jake from beautiful Mississauga, Ontario.
1: Oh, I wonder if I went to St. Jerome or St. Martin's with them.
0: Maybe. So Jake says, hey, John and Val, really like the podcast you did together. You have great chemistry, and I can see why Val stuck it out with John. (laughs) Thanks, Jake, but <laughs> you make me sound like the bad guy. Like, she, like you well, know, you, you helped. You were
1: him. a bit more of a slut than I was, hand holding and all.
0: <laughs> it's almost like you helped, like, nurse back a, a bird with a broken wing. And now <laughs> you're seeing them fly, you know. I've let
1: you out gracefully. Yeah.
0: Anyways, he says Can't wait to hear the full story of how you got together. Do you have any more crazy cat lady stories? The first one was hilarious. Uh, thanks, Jake, from Mississauga, Ontario. The good thing about. Dating a crazy girl—you never have just one story about her. <laughs> I have a plethora of stories of crazy cat lady. And for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, in the previous podcast I talked about a girl I dated when I worked as an intern at City TV. She was an intern at Fashion Television. And she turned out to be kind of off her rocker, where she acted and treated me like a cat, <laughs> where she would just like start to lick my face and just pet me and purr and just she was. Really taking the cat lady to a whole nother level. It's almost
1: more like she was a cat.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And she had a fucking disgusting, dirty apartment, which just kind of wigged me out. But anyways, um, when I worked with her and we were still dating, we still worked in the Much Music building. And at the time, I had the hots for a certain Much Music VJ. Hannah Simone. Hannah Simone. Oh, new girl. (laughs) (laughs) I still have the hots for her. I think she's a very yeah. attractive lady. Post-nose job. I, I think the only way she could be better if she was full-blown going. but <laughs> I, I, guess I Anyways. Just... <laughs> really? So at the time, uh, this was before Hannah Simone became a big superstar and was working on New Girl and was the big Hollywood actress that you see today. She was still a much music VJ, and she was awesome at it. I think she was my favorite VJ. Okay. Not, not just because I – thought she was hot to trot, yeah. Yeah. The best part about my day would be when I would get in the elevator with her, and it would be me and her riding it solo, and I'd have about 10 seconds to try and say something funny to make her laugh or, you know... Turn
1: on the charm. Turn
0: on the charm or try and smell the back of her head without her noticing when she got out of the elevator. So you took on
1: the role of being creepy. Oh, I was
0: creepy, all right. (laughs) But it was Hannah Simone, you know, I had to... I'm justified somewhat. Okay. So this one story... I guess it's not particularly a crazy story about the Cat Lady. It was just a story that pissed me off about her because she ruined my chance of marrying Hannah Simone <laughs> Okay. With, with this one experience. It was this one day we were both getting ready to leave, me and Cat Lady, and I just remember her taking forever... To leave, she's just like, oh, I gotta go to the washroom. I gotta put my makeup back on. I gotta send this email. Uh, That's
1: ridiculous. Okay. I was like,
0: look, I gotta walk home, and I already know it takes you about ten minutes just to cross the street because you're a slow goddamn walker. So, anyways, we're about to leave, and she, she's just like, I have to go down to the basement, and drop a tape off, and then we can go. I'm like, all right, I'll come with you. We take the elevator down to the basement. She's like, uh, hit the button so it comes back down, so the elevator's ready for me when I'm back because it's just gonna t- take me forever. Yeah, to, for the elevator to come back. I'm just going to be 10 seconds. So she goes. I hit the elevator button. The elevator comes back down. The door slowly open like a scene from a movie. And there with like the perfect lighting uh, by the will of God. Who is it? But none other than...
2: Hannah Simone. Ah,
0: standing there looking uh, good like she Glorious. always does. Glorious. <laughs> and my jaw drops like a cartoon TV show. Yeah. And I'm just like oh. And now, like I said, I've been in the elevator with her a few times and she's never spoken more than like eight words to me because I'm always like too nervous to be like, so baby cakes, what are we doing after this movie? Baby cakes? (laughs)
1: Ew. Okay. Yeah.
0: So it would always just be more like literally small talk being like going down? Ew. (laughs) So this time the elevator door opens. she sees me standing there and she's like what do you say? We're you taking this thing up together? And she's like actually being funny and, and mm-hmm. laughing with me. And and I'm just like in shock, being like, first of all, she wants me in this elevator. Yeah. And I'm just like, God damn it, what do I do? Do I get in the elevator and just leave Lady? I would Lady have
1: ditched your crazy ass girlfriend.
0: And run away. Yeah, into this would have been the... the
1: perfect exit strategy.
0: So what do I do? I'm just like, I can't even speak. I'm just like,
1: uh,
0: uh, uh. and as the elevator door's closing, I just see Hannah Simone put her hands up, be like, Almost to be like, well, you had your chance, big boy. You like
1: You could have been in L.A. right now with Hannah Simone living off life on New Girl.
0: Oh, no doubt. If I got in that elevator, we have the best conversation of our life. We go back to my apartment. We fall in love. We move to L.A. She stars in New Girl. I become the head writer on the Jimmy Kimmel show, <laughs> and we run Hollywood and then move to Bora Bora and just watch Rachel Ray cooking shows for the rest of our lives.
1: Wow. That was quite the but luxurious life you live with stupid, Hannah Simone.
0: Stupid cat lady that I am. I'm stuck in the basement. Miss Hannah Simone, she comes back. We go home. She licks my face like a cat, and then we break up like three <laughs> weeks later. <and> I, never <laughs> see, I never see Hannah Simone again. So that's my crazy cat lady story. We're going to put a new spin on an old game. And this is What's Love Got to Do With It? Mary Fuck, or Kill Edition.
2: Oh. Marry?
1: Fuck. Or
0: kill. I'm pretty sure most people are probably familiar with the Marry, Fuck, or Kill games. But yeah, it,
1: if they're familiar with us.
0: Yeah, it's one of our favorite things to do on vacation. And if
1: you're listening to it and you're one of our friends, we've probably played you in this game. We
0: have. We're not going to tell you what we, we said. You have to come on vacation with us to hear the, those <laughs> stories. But it's basically you... Uh, so I'll pick three people and out of three people you have to tell me who you, who'd who you marry who'd you fuck and who'd you kill <laughs> it's, it's simple as challenge that challenge
1: accepted yeah
0: and it's just a fun way like that's why uh, one of the good things I like about you and I is we don't really care about these things
1: you could kill me 900 times I wouldn't care well uh, yeah it's just
0: you know most couples would be like oh I would never play that game like, I don't <laughs> want my significant other thinking about other booties out there <laughs> something like that sometimes
1: it's not even the ass that sways you it could be other things.
0: That is fantastic. You know what? We have another segment that's going to go on this podcast, and they're called Valid Points. Girl,
2: you know that's a valid point.
0: <laughs> I think that might be your very first valid point of right? the week. Yeah. I like it.
1: Done. Girl, you know that's a valid point.
0: This week, I chose uh, a round of Mary Kill. I'm going to tell you. You have one that you're going to tell me. Yep. I haven't told you who they are. Ditto. you haven't told me so who do you think should go first you you want me to go first so yeah. you want me to tell you my list yeah and you tell me who you do yeah Okay, so I'm
1: so glad my brothers are gonna listen to this.
0: <laughs> they're not real people. They're kind of real people, but they're more like scenarios of people. Okay. So the first one is uh, the guy with the ponytail who pulls it through the back of his cap.
1: Ew, disgusted. So you Kill. know,
0: yeah. Okay. Wait, I gotta tell you the other two. Oh, okay, go. Okay, so the first one is the guy with the ponytail who pulls it through the back of his hat. Okay. Second one is white guy with dreadlocks, or the guy who leaves the toilet seat up but buys you flowers every week. So, who would you marry? Who'd you fuck? Who'd you kill? (laughs) Take your time. (laughs) There's some great choices.
1: I'd probably marry the guy with dreadlocks for whatever (laughs) reason. He probably has some cool background knowledge of music and seems very chill about life. And Ganja (laughs) seems very chill about life, which I appreciate because I'm a little bit high strung with life sometimes. (laughs) Uh, I'd probably kill the guy who leaves the toilet seat up because that frustrates the living fuck out (laughs) of me despite him bringing me flowers. (laughs) Um, And then obviously I would just... Hook up. Hook up. I'm not going to say the F word. (laughs) I would just hook up in a very lovingly way with the guy with the baseball cap with the ponytail through because hopefully (laughs) at some point I could just rip it off and be like hold the phone I have some scissors and cut his hair
0: (laughs) in the heat of passion just give him a full makeover
1: done what not to wear his ass
0: awesome I love it okay Okay. bring it what do you got for me alright
1: so on another legendary task for John Mary fucker kill edition Rachel Ray (gasps) who cooks for you pancakes steak and grilled cheese Emily Blunt, who talks to you in her beautiful English accent, but smells profusely of B.O. and has a snaggle tooth that she's secretly hidden through dentures in all films. (laughs) Oh, God. Or Kim Kardashian, who always wears whatever those leather pants are, however, has the worst breath in the world and constantly... Cuts her toenails in your presence in public.
0: Wow, you, you just stepped the game up a little I bit know. here. You've been thinking about this one.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, John actually in real life likes all these three women. I don't <laughs> know why he likes Rachel, Pygmy, right? <laughs> right? Emily Blunt, I'll give you that one. And Kim Kardashian annoys the living fuck out of me, even yeah. though I watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians.
0: <laughs> this is a tough one because we I watched the Courtney and Kim take Miami yesterday, and I thought Kim looked very good in it. Yeah? She's cutting her toenails everywhere? No, she wasn't, but I kind of thought... And has bad breath. Bad breath. Okay. I saw the end of the five-year engagement yesterday as well, which has (laughs) Emily Blunt in it. Okay. And I haven't watched Rachel Ray in a while. So this is a tough one because I love all three, but for like many different reasons. Okay. It's kind of like a rainbow where there's like every shade of this rainbow (laughs) (laughs) brings something different to me. So it seems like I'd have to marry... Rachel Ray. Okay. Simply because I think she's cute as a button, but she's also making me pancakes and cooking me steak. Is that if I heard correctly? <laughs> yeah. Like there was no negative flaw. I think her. I forgot about the negative <laughs> flaw. I, I was like, Ew, she's just <laughs> a pig meat. So I will marry her. I am going to, I'm going to kill Kim Kardashian. Because as much as I like her... On principle. no, I was going to say, as much as I like her, I just wouldn't want to be with someone who had Ray J before oh <laughs> yeah. She's probably like
1: all knocked up with her yeah. bees and stuff.
0: And then I guess I would F the S out of Emily Blunt. <laughs> Snaggle tooth and all.
1: Ew. <laughs> she probably gnaw on your
0: lips. Ew. <laughs> well, that was fun. I think we got to make this a weekly game. I like
1: this. Well, you know I love this game.
0: Yeah. So this was What's Love Got to Do With It? Mary Fucker Kill Edition. Oh! Mary. fuck or kill we are now finally going to get into the conclusion and tell the story of how we john and you val finally got together and started dating yes but i feel like we should probably sum up the conclusion from last week because we were in a bit of a cliffhanger okay so for those of you who remember last week it ended with a dress whites concert with me being very stubborn and you not liking me very much. Because you were a dick. I was a dick, which I actually admitted on the podcast, which I think I should get bonus points for for admitting that I was wrong.
1: You can smile all you want at me, but <laughs> equally still mad because I've never seen the Dress Whites live. Okay.
0: Basic thing was I invited you to a concert to see a band called the Dress Whites. Something came up. I told you you didn't have to come. We got into a phone conversation with my two friends in the room, and they were just joking around, being like, no, girls are loud. You didn't know them at the time, so you thought they were being serious. You didn't come.
1: You didn't say anything to contest it.
0: I was acting like a frat boy on the phone. Yeah. I left the concert early, went home, called you. We talked on the phone for about six hours till the sun came up, and just like the NHL lockout, neither one of us budged. (laughs) No. And and we didn't agree on anything, and we hung up angry and jaded at the world and each other. Yep. So after that happened, that was on a Saturday. We both had to work on Monday. And typically after you have a bad experience with someone, what's the last thing you want to do?
1: See them right the next day.
0: So I was making a conscious effort because – we were in the same department, but we were in different areas of the basement at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to sit at my desk, and I'm not going to the cafeteria, and I'm only going to go to the washroom because I don't want to have to bump into you. Yep. And I don't know how you were thinking. I
1: was just like, I just need to go to the bathroom, but I'm going to go this other way just so I don't bump into you.
0: And I was thinking the exact same thing. So I'm like, if I have to use the washroom, I'm going to take like the long way around. And so what happens, early, first thing in the morning, Monday I'm walking to the bathroom. My crazy route. You're walking to the bathroom, and who do we bump into but each, each other? other. Uh. With
1: another person, though. Yeah. Who kept us hostage there?
0: Because she always, you used to sit with her at the time, yeah. right? And she would always see us hanging out, and she knew that I liked you. And she's like, "Oh, why don't you like John?" And she had no idea what happened on the weekend. Like, no one knew except for you and I, pretty much. Yeah. So she thought it was all, like, you know, Levy dovey roses with us. Yeah, meanwhile,
1: (laughs) it's like, that son of a bitch.
0: Yeah, and I'm just like, get me out of here. Yeah. Let me out. (laughs) And so I think it was, like, a 10-minute conversation with the three of us. And, like, she was doing all the talking. You and I weren't saying a word. I know. And we just kind of, like, put up our noses and went our separate ways eventually. And I'm just like, oh, God, that was awkward. And I'm sure – you thought the same way but like all things in life I think we got over it just kind of by time Mm. passing by totally like I said when we've had a couple (laughs) discrepancies (laughs) yeah we just kind of let time pass and we eventually someone emails or calls or texts or something and we just go back to being friends so if you're ready I'm ready I think the viewers are ready should we tell them the official story of the first time we got together yes it was a dark and stormy night. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> it was a spring night, I guess. And we were going to another round of hip-hop karaoke. Yep, yep, yep. Where all of our great stories start. is They all start and end with hip-hop karaoke.
1: It's true.
0: So basically, it brought everyone together. just got all of our groups of friends to come out. like All of our work people, your friends, just anyone who was anybody would come to these things because they were fun to go to and just drink and hang out and have fun mm-hmm. so this is probably a couple weeks at least a month removed from the previous like dress white situation okay i think we were both back on speaking terms and yeah. we're friendly and we're just
1: we just want to go have fun
0: <laughs> yeah and i can't remember i don't think that was this maybe the hip-hop anniversary maestro maestro it may have been the maestro i one. think so and I wish I remember which song I performed. Actually, I do remember if it was Maestro. It was when I performed a Millie yep. by Little Wayne.
1: Huge turnout.
0: And this was probably the hardest song I had to do for hip-hop karaoke because anyone who knows the song Millie by Lil Wayne, it's all lyrics and there's no chorus. No. It's just like a five-minute rap about totally. being awesome. And, yeah, this was the big uh, hip-hop karaoke anniversary, and the guest of the night was Maestro Fresh West.
1: Back from Oblivion. Yeah,
0: which was awesome, and they crammed this place. I think there was like 600 people here. I think even more. Maybe even more. Like they opened up the top row, and it was just full of people. And I was super excited, but also <laughs> nervous because I'm like, oh god, I've never like done it in front of this big of a crowd. And it was like a tougher. It wasn't like a Fresh Prince song that i had known so much. You know, yeah. I know all the Will Smith lyrics. And anyways, I go up, and I do pretty well, I think. I think
1: you did amazingly well.
0: You know, I'll let the viewers be the judge. I'll post the YouTube video on Facebook and on my WordPress.
1: Yeah. The thing is, though, about the video, guys, you have to remember is that I'm the one who's filming it, but I'm also the one holding the camera but equally cheering John on with my friend Ferris. So if you hear, like, really prophetic screaming – it's not John doing a bad job. It's me cheering him on because exactly. he's doing such a great job.
0: You got it. I go up. I do really well. Uh, the crowd goes crazy. I get off stage, and I'm just full of like the most confidence I've probably had after any uh, performance. Yeah,
1: Buzz was great.
0: Buzz was great. There was just so many people there performing, and the best part after I'm done performing is I can kind of let loose and have a couple drinks because <laughs> – if anyone's going to do hip-hop karaoke, the key is not to get too drunk and then go on stage no. and forget the lyrics. We've seen many a people do that. Fail. Yeah. You want to have just enough, like, liquid courage to let you go up there and believe that a white guy from Canada can rap in front of people, <laughs> <laughs> which which I can do, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So nights uh, of me rapping is done, and the rest of it is just going to be fun of us hanging out, watching the other people, having drinks, taking pictures, all this stuff. And I just remember... There's all these stories about me and girls. This same night, there was a guy who was hitting on you.
1: Okay, well, this guy's a douche. You have to remember, guys, if I like you, I'll make an effort. But if I don't like you, don't entertain it. Like,
0: Oh, I, you were entertaining this one guy.
1: No, you were entertaining this one guy <laughs> to be an asshole, yeah. right? I was just being like, I want to return to my friends.
0: There was this guy who looked like your typical suburban you know
1: <laughs> you like, hate people from the burbs
0: what was he was he not wearing an american eagle striped shirt that was white with stripes and like long curly hair like a person fresh out of mississauga hey! or canada <laughs> yeah. or scarborough or whatever right okay but what so i saw you talking i i feel like you weren't interested clearly no but i think you were just almost like get me out of this right like you wanted help
1: or I could defend myself and get out of it. I yeah. think you just came over out of your own accord.
0: Well, I I swear I saw you there for like 10 minutes and you were like giving me the hand, like, come get me out of here. So I came over and proceeded to to, proceeded to call the guy.
1: Dane Cook. <laughs>
0: yeah. To his face. But he was so dumb he didn't even get the reference.
1: Yeah. He
0: was just like, well, that's not my name. My name's like Chad or something or Jed or something. Like Jed.
1: <laughs> Ew. In the 1980s maybe. In the maybe.
0: 1980s, yeah. With like a members only jacket or something. <laughs> uh so anyways you don't act like you're all innocent with not having guys hitting on you because
1: anyways you're
0: always looking fresh to death at these things (laughs)
1: in the jeans and a t-shirt but keep going
0: i get off stage and you and i here's one thing i don't think we mentioned was that previous hip-hop karaoke you and i would actually hold hands right am i correct here even though i would be asking you out and you would say no to
1: like take me through the crowd
0: no (laughs) yeah I distinctly remember being at the bar waiting with you to order a drink and you grabbing my hand.
1: I grabbed your pinky.
0: <laughs> Is that not attached to my hand?
1: Semantics.
0: <laughs> Listen, we're learning a lot this episode. Keep going. You decided to leave okay, some maybe stories I, out. Maybe I'm a hand slut. Go.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so it wasn't uncommon for us to hold hands or you hold my pinky or something and not just walking through the crowd.
1: Press on.
0: Holla at your damn boy. Keep going. It's the small victories in life that sometimes help.
1: (laughs) All right, Dane Cook, keep going. (laughs)
0: Touche. And I remember we were having fun, and it got to the point when the night was dying down, and we were getting ready to leave. And here's a funny story that involves our friend, Ferris. We hailed two cabs, and as Ferris is getting in her one car, she leaves the door open because she's leaving it for me to get in. And I just remember you saying to her, oh, don't worry, me and John are going to take a cab home. he's going to go to his place, and then I'll go to my place. And Faris is like, okay, no problem. See you guys Monday. And then she told me she was in the cab ride going, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense because you guys live in (laughs) opposite ends. And she's like, I should have known at the time that you guys were like doing something sneaky together.
1: But we weren't doing anything yet.
0: (laughs) No, but when we got into the cab, I remember that started one of, of our many big conversations. Yes. Basically about me being like, I want to go out with you and you being like, "No, we're friends." And
1: I don't want to ruin this. I
0: don't want to ruin this. So the cab the cabbie must have loved us that night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Two drunk people talking about relationships. <laughs> <laughs> so he got us to drop you off at your place and I remember standing outside your house. The way we were talking was we couldn't just be standing. We had to kind of be moving yeah, around. Yeah, it was like pacing. Cuz I think we were we were just talking about the pros and cons almost of me being like, "Why don't you give this a chance?" And you being like, we're way too good of friends. I don't want to ruin the friendship. We've both dated people we were friends with.
1: And it's been horrible. And I
0: don't talk to anyone. But I, <laughs> <laughs> not in John's general, but... John's a lone
1: wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh,
0: so we just decided to walk up and down the streets. This is what, two in the morning or something? Yeah. Walking up the streets, mind you, holding hands. Yeah. And just kind of, if nothing, nothing bad or anything, just kind of... Little things being, like, me telling you why I like you, you tell me why you like me, mm-hmm. but why you're just hesitant. Hesitant. I don't know if there's anything you want to add, kind of, as we're walking No, I think this.
1: that's the main thing, and, like, you touched upon the fact that, yeah, we – like, I previously just came out of, like, a really shitty relationship with somebody who I considered –
0: I thought you were going to say, I just previously came out of the closet.
1: No, <laughs> you ass. No, but it was just like somebody who I considered one of my best friends, but clearly not, but like we had so much in common. We had mutual friends that I loved hanging around. I loved being around you there was just way more at stake. Mm -hmm. And even though my friends and like Beth and Carl and everybody's like, there's such a good guy in John. Mm -hmm. Why don't you, I don't know why they sound like this, but it's just (laughs) like, why don't you date him? Yeah. And then
0: all these points you're mentioning and my like rebuttal is just being like, we'll never know if we don't try. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I like you so much, I'm willing to lose the friendship at the risk of being able to date John you. John
1: gave me an ultimatum. <laughs>
0: Not yet, though. You're jumping ahead of the story. Huh? We're getting to this part.
1: Ultimatum.
0: I'd say we were walking down the street for a good half hour to 45 minutes. And then we ended up back in front of your house. And we're holding hands. We're talking about this and that. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to make a move. Tonight's going to be my make or break at night. No matter what's happening, I know I'm going to go full throttle, uh, do or die. And I'm like, I'm not going to make this happen outside. It's cold. It's late. I don't want a hobo to come and like hit me over the head with a rock or I something. I did live in a pretty ghetto area. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got to get this girl just inside your house where it'll just be more comfortable. And I'm like, okay, it's 2.30 going on, like close to 3 mm-hmm. in the morning. You lived with the roommate at the time. I'm like, there's no way in hell he's still going to be up. So I'm like, it's going to be safe for me to go Inside, And I had planned in my head. I knew exactly what I was going to say. I was like the make or break moment. Yeah. And we had been talking for a couple hours, walking down the street, in the cab, at hip-hop karaoke. And it all leads up to this. This is like in the movie where the music's pounding. And it's just <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Heartbeat, going, going, going. You grab out your keys. You put them in the door. Unlock the door. Slowly open it. Turn on the light. And what do we see? <laughs> But your roommate watching TV in the living room.
1: (laughs) Okay, which is really funny because I think when I left him that day after work, he was still sitting on the couch watching. It was probably lost or something like a marathon of it because he had to catch up. So it was just weird to be like, holy fuck, you've been sitting on the couch for what could be seven hours watching this show.
0: It it was such like momentum and everything was building up. And she's like, my heart was racing and skipping a beat. And we finally go and it's just like, Oh, like a <laughs> balloon deflates, a flower drops down. And I hear wah, wah, yeah. wah. <laughs> And clearly, like, he knew that we both liked each other, but he probably had no idea what was going on outside. Mm-hmm. And so what happened? But I think we proceeded to watch TV with him. Yep. And we sat there awkwardly because we didn't So like, wait him out. Wait him out. And I think after about a half hour, he finally got the picture that he just, like, Oh, I should probably leave. Yeah. Because you and I weren't talking. It was just – it got to such a point where it was just so, like, dramatic between you and I, right? And so he finally goes upstairs, goes to sleep, and we get, like, right back into it. I basically, like you said, I gave you an ultimatum.
1: I was trying to get you to go, though. I was like, this isn't going anywhere. And we were standing right near my door because I had the door open.
0: Yeah. Uh, And basically what I said – and correct me if I'm wrong or if I get the things – if I say everything incorrectly – But I told you, look, you know how I feel. I know how you feel. You said why you're nervous to take a chance. I told you why I want to do this. This is the very last time I'm ever going to bring it up. This is going to be my last time asking you out. After this, it's done. It's on you, but I'm like, I'm never, ever going to bug you about this again. This is how I feel about you. This is why I like you. This is why I want to take this chance with you. And I put it all out there. It's a lot to put on me. Mm -hmm. And I just said, I think I said, Val, will you go out with me? You said, yes. Yes. And I felt like a prize fighter in like the 12th round after getting knocked around, you know. Mm. And you're just like, it was almost at the end of like Rocky 2 or something. Yeah, like at the top of the. And I felt like I just beat like Mike Tyson. I'm like, (laughs)
1: Adrian,
0: where you at? (laughs) And he finally said yes. And I think we both just kind of looked at each other like, Whoa Whoa. Now
1: that we said that Now it happens Now it
0: happens Well I'm surprised I didn't blow it With what I did next (laughs) You know what Out of all the stories of like Moo Moo and Cougars And all this and that I think this is what I'm most embarrassed about Go I don't want to tell Tell it Tell
1: it Brothers, Carl and Brandon, don't listen. <laughs>
0: well, nothing that bad. Well, no, it's nothing that
1: bad, but it's, it's just, still, they're my family.
0: Yeah, I well, my family, too. They're just going to laugh at me and be like, what a loser. Well, that's
1: why I'm hoping they're listening.
0: <laughs> so after you say yes and we're like, well, we're actually going to do this thing, the logical thing to do would be to go in for a kiss. Yes. And I, so I go in for a kiss and it's as if I've never kissed anyone before no. in my life. And I go in and I think I probably kissed your chin by accident. Kissed
1: my chin, almost my ear, ear and my cheek, like, on top of my nose.
0: It was just, like, one of those, like, sloppy, like, heat of the moment. Like, everything finally like calm happens. The f-
1: yeah, it's like, calm the fuck down. Don't eat my face. Yeah, and so
0: that goes on for, like, 12 seconds. <laughs> and then they think you're like, get fuck out of my Gotta house. Get out of my house. I already said yes, you bastard. I need to wash my face. Yeah. <laughs> and... Just as you know it starts, that's exactly how that happened. That was the first time you agreed to go out with me. The first time I kissed you. The first time we like said, "Fuck it, we're gonna take this risk," and you know, good or bad, we're gonna see what actually happens with us. Mm -hmm. And I remember you closed the door behind me, and I think I like passed out on your lawn, just being like, "Oh my god, (laughs) I finally wore her down." (laughs) I
1: hope that hobo didn't get you.
0: I hope not. No, I think he was like, "What's going on, Sonny?" (laughs) Ragtime, time, rag. <laughs> And it was the best slash scariest walk ever home because I walked home that night. At like I can't even believe you walked home. It was like 4.30 four in the morning. 4.30 in the morning, just like fucking happy as can be. But I also remember... Walking up a street, like going down a side corner and two hobos walking towards me. Being like, oh, God, I'm going to get mugged. It was
1: like a crack baby as well. Yeah. I thought
0: they were going to shank me and I was never going to see you again. I was like, (laughs) with my luck, I finally kiss you, finally agree to go out with me and I get shanked on my way home.
1: (laughs) Oh, sad pants.
0: No, but I made it home. I texted you being like, yeah, man, or whatever. And that was that. That was... That's That's it. it. And we are going to go into another round of Twitter trend of the week. Twitter trend of the week. So for those of you who don't know, I go on to... Twitter, and I find the most ridiculous phrase that is trending on Twitter, and then I tell you and we try to make a tweet out of it with the hashtag of the trend. And Now, I think the last episode, you called the Twitter trend of the week the TWAT, because you said that was the acronym. (laughs) I thought,
1: okay, guys, I'm still not feeling well. I wasn't feeling well then, and I think my brain wasn't functioning, and I thought the acronym for (laughs) Twitter trend of the week was TWAT, which was like, (laughs) whoa, look at how this worked out for us. It's clearly not, and I'm just a... Insane, so
0: it might not be. But I agreed with you, so it's not saying anything better about me. But yeah, I still like it. Okay, so this week I was on Twitter a couple days ago, and the trend that I saw was jam problems, like ja-
1: raspberry jam.
0: Well, that's the thing is, I don't know if they're talking about raspberry or strawberry Weird. jam problems. If okay. they're talking about you know like a musical jamming problems, or yeah. like you jammed your hand into a oh, doorwell yeah, or something. Totally. uh So that's that's a good thing about the twat of the week is we get to decipher what how we would use it in our own tweet, you know? Okay. So I'll go first again because this is my game. It's so new to the show. And the way I would use jam problems in a tweet is just got back from school, hungry for lunch, left my bread outside. The dog ate my sandwich. Hashtag jam problems. <laughs> so I'm going in the sense where I think the jam problems it's are actual like food. jam, Yeah. yeah okay. And, and so that's okay. how I would use it. Okay. And how would you use the jam problems in the tweet?
1: Let's see. Coming off a band rehearsal yesterday, I would say, Damn, got to studio, down two musicians, minus a drummer, hashtag jam problems. Boom. Boom.
0: And that's how you play the Twitter trend of the week or the...
1: Twat. Twitter trend.
0: Of the week. So if you guys listen to the first couple podcasts, you know what a big... Uh, you know what a big thing music plays in our lives, and it's one of the reasons why we first met and bonded and became friends was because we had a love for the Beach Boys, and I thought you knew who Guster was. Yeah. <laughs> and we liked all these bands. So music just, it was like a soundtrack to how we always felt. Still at, now as well. St- still now, of course. And I thought an awesome idea for our first date would be to do something musical. And so I bought tickets to go see a band for us, and they were a band I played you them before we were dating, right? Yep. Like When we would stay up on MSN, we would just send each other different bands that we never heard of. Totally. And so this one band I love to death, you like them a lot too. I love them now. And so I got us tickets to go see a concert of a band called... The Sounds. The Sounds, which they're an awesome uh, band from Sweden, I think, or Switzerland. And there's a female lead singer who rocks harder than most, most guys, front men. She is
1: the most intense lead singer. She has the Biggest and best stage presence. Yeah. She's so fierce.
0: She'll like spit in your face, kick you in the mouth, and she can fucking rock with the best of them. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. So we have tickets to go see this band, and do you remember what date it
1: was? April 28th.
0: Hell yeah. So this April 28th, if you guys want to send us presents for our anniversary, (laughs) we accept all major credit cards. Yes. I remember the, the day of the date. I think it was like a Tuesday or something like that. And we were gonna go from work to to Little Italy, Little Italy, to go to dinner, dinner and then go to the concert because the concert was at Mod Club, which is in Little Italy. And I remember I'm like, okay, we're really good friends. We've hung out a million times before together and with people, and I just remember being so nervous, so nervous. Oh God, this is a date. Yeah. And I think we walked up from work to Little Italy, right? Yeah. Because that's what we always did. We walked and talked.
1: Totally, and then the weird thing was was that my favorite restaurant that I was so used to going to in Little Italy with Lil and Miranda and Alistair and everyone was Uncle John's Pizza Place, but that was closed, and I'm like, damn it. So we ended up in Cafe Diplomatico, and it just exactly like you said, so nervous. I don't even know what the hell you and I spoke about.
0: No, the other funny thing was I remember we were walking up. Bathurst Street, and you remember when the streetcar went by us, and there was people from work. Yeah. And we, and I think we were, no, we weren't holding hands. We weren't holding hands yet. But we were walking up, and because everyone thought we were dating, and they wanted to like. Be the ones to prove it's almost like finding Bigfoot. Yeah. Be like, we're going to find out that these people are dating. Yeah,
1: they're going to out us.
0: And I think it was like Bill and someone else in the streetcar. like, And they saw us and pointed. And I like, instantly almost like pushed you. away. I or... know.
1: Guys, listen to this. But I, didn't Chris,
0: it. I didn't Chris Brown you or anything No, like that. not
1: yet anyway. <laughs> but it was just like threw me into the crowd to like <laughs> actually disguise the fact that you and I are dating.
0: Yeah, because we didn't want to be out there yet because, like I said, it was our first date. And yeah. we didn't know how it was going to go. That's fair. So that was kind of funny. We walk up to the restaurant. I'm, I was nervous the whole night, but we get into our grooves where we're just talking and having fun. And we just sat and talked and ate and we were excited for the concert. And yeah, it's weird. Like we didn't hold hands walking up. We didn't kiss or anything beforehand. We were almost playing it like it wasn't a date.
1: Yeah, it was just like John and I hanging out like usual.
0: Even though we were like, this is our first date officially. Yeah. We uh, decided to go on. So we eat dinner and then we walk from the restaurant to the venue. And, again, we're not holding hands there or anything. Get to the venue. I think we had a drink or something. And we get, like, to the front of the stage. And I love Mod Club because it's such a small.
1: Such a great venue for shows. Yeah,
0: such a small venue. And it's probably my favorite venue in Toronto. And we get there. And the band that opened for the Sounds was a band called Hey Champ. Which, if you listen to the very first podcast, they were my band of the week.
1: Such a great band.
0: And I wanted to use them as my band of the week because I love them so much. And they had so much to do with what we're talking about now, three podcasts later. And I just remember you and I were both blown away by them. But the cool thing, this was probably one of my favorite things you've ever done uh, to me. Shoot. Is when we were standing waiting, just as the band's about to come out, like a few minutes, like the lights are going down. You were the one that grabbed my hand. Yep. And we're holding, we're squeezing our hands. I'm just like, oh, thank God, this feels good. Like, I'm I'm happy that the awkwardness is out of there. You made the first, like, move there. Yeah. Which made me like, oh, okay, girl, she's going for it, right? Yeah. You grab my hand, the band comes out, and as the band comes out, you whisper to me, like, just in case, just to let you know, I might let go of your hand, but it's not because I want to, it's because I want to dance.
1: Okay. I think this is a huge thing to say. If you know me, if you know, like... I grew up going to concerts with, again, Miranda, Alistair, Lil, and these are all my friends, and I love dancing. So it's just like, I know some girls and guys, when they go to a show, they just stand at attention, and it freaks the living fuck out of me, because I'm like, why are you here if you're not enjoying the show? Typical
0: Toronto fan. Totally.
1: And so, I don't want to be that. I also don't want to be the girl who's like, the boyfriend's just holding her, and it's like... If you know me, you know I like dancing for anything, I'm telling a story. I'll throw in like a hand gesture, like just anything. You did
0: say something different. No. Hand job. Ew! <laughs> no.
1: I think it's
0: just you. Say, Ew. That's the <laughs> new uh, live at 605 drinking game is anytime Val says you, take a <laughs> shot. <laughs>
1: It's a lot. Yeah. So no, so I just I didn't want to also lie to you and not have me be myself because mm-hmm. I love dancing yeah. at all shows. So I just wanted to give you a heads up that it's not a mark on your account. It yeah. was just that.
0: Awkward. I just thought it was cool and it does take away from the pressure of me being like, we're holding hands and now she let go. Like, what does that does that mean? Was my hand too sweaty? Which it obviously yeah. was because <laughs> yeah. I have sweaty hands.
1: And it like slick slide off.
0: Yeah. Uh, should I tell the story about the first time I met, met your dad and what I had yeah. to do? Yeah. <laughs> Because I get when I get nervous I get sweaty hands and it's just whatever. I'm I'm, I'm really like my body's always just
1: warm. Yeah. So we're like on the go train, like going to my parents' house so meet in your parents Saga. For the first
0: time. And I'm just like, feel my hand, look how sweaty I was like, it is. Ew,
1: I don't want to feel your gross swimy hand.
0: So I think the first time I met your parents was in the winter time. Yeah. And as we got to your parents' house, we're walking up the driveway to go to their house, and I walk over to the snowbank and I put my whole hand in there, <laughs> rub it around for like five seconds, take it out, wipe it on my jacket i'm like this is better
2: right
1: i i'd like to think you still don't do that but i think it took like five tries before you stopped (laughs) like even bringing tissues to like dab off your hand sweat and it's not my mom it would always be like you're afraid to meet my dad yeah i thought
0: he was a big black man before i met him i had a dream where he's a big black man slightly racist because he was in
1: kenya (laughs) so (laughs) anyway
0: i love your folks are awesome in the whole family okay so the concert starts hey champ comes out They're really cool. We're loving them. Like, they're getting the crowd into it, and that was a lot of fun. And then they go away, and we're waiting for the sounds, and I think we're holding hands again, and we're just... We're both... I know I was, like, beaming, being like, Oh, my God, this is the best night I ever are.
1: I was just really excited, too, because I had never heard of this band, except for, like, Mm -hmm. some of the songs you played me previously, but I think it's really cool when you go to a show, and they do justice to their album, like, the band, and it's, like, they have different really good stage presence moments. Like, they cater to your audience. And it was, like, Toronto, Toronto audiences have become such shit off lately mm-hmm. that it really makes it a cool experience when everyone gets into it. And that's what it felt like as well. Like, everything was on our side that night.
0: Yeah, and so when they came out, they just, I've never seen them live. I knew them for a while, but I had only heard that they're fantastic live and that the lead singer has such great stage presence. And she was, she was, I think she was wearing, like, a skirt and high heels and, like, leathered cap or something like yeah. that and she's just like swinging the Everywhere. mic around dancing she's like spitting into the crowd and like kicking people and just like mm. a, a rock show how it should be yeah and people are like jumping and dancing like it was a really rowdy crowd but in a fun way not like it was felt dangerous or no. anything like that and we just had a blast it was so much fun the concert finally ends and so we kind of got through like holding the hands and it got that awkward part out of the way but there was the other awkward thing, which would be <laughs> the good night kiss.
1: Yes, and I still I still live closer to the mod club on the other side of the city. Yeah,
0: so I had a plan of what I wanted to do, and you kind of <laughs> ruined my plan. We well, didn't ruin it, but you just had a different way of.
1: Yeah, I was just like, I know if John comes home with me, we're gonna to stay again, stay up till like four thirty in the morning, and oh, I kind of yeah. just wanted, because even though it was like such a great night, I just wanted to go home by myself and go to sleep. So was it. A mark of you it's just been like a really long few nights yeah. and I wanted to get some sleep. So I said I was just going to take a cab. Yeah,
0: And all I wanted to do was I wanted to walk you home just so I wouldn't have that awkward part of hailing you a cab, the cab coming and me trying to like smooch you again because my track record <laughs> of me like kissing your chin was awful. So I'm like I need a little bit of patience and like I can't be rushed. With a cab? Yeah, but I
1: took the other road of, I'm going to hail a cab. Yeah,
0: so I'm just like, oh, God. And it was like right in front of the mod club with everyone walking by us, and you hail a cab. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to go in for it. And I <laughs> I kissed you, and I think it was a little bit cleaner.
1: It was definitely cleaner. Yeah. I didn't have to, like, mutagenate my no face, face, face afterwards. Yeah.
0: So I kiss you goodnight, and we hug, and you go home, and then I'm just like, awesome. This felt good. It didn't feel awkward. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I think we proved to ourselves, like, you know, we might have a chance with this thing. Amazing. This week, I'm digging deep into the vaults because I want to find another story that you haven't heard okay because the first time of was it worth the hassle i told you a story that you didn't know second time i told you a story you did know but i thought it was a pretty funny one and this time i'm like i'm gonna go back and get a real reaction from you and see what you say about this one
1: still freaks me out you hold hostage stories well this
0: one was from when i was in high school so just kind of one of those things that never came up okay and i don't think i've ever told anyone this story because it's really weird and it sounds strange and i still can't believe it happened to me. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what happened and that's how we play the game it was worth the hassle. I tell you a story about me and before I tell you what I did, you tell me what you would do and whether or not it's worth the hassle to make a big stink of it or to let it go or whatever it is. So okay. Let's jump in the time machine for a second and head back to uh, beautiful Canada, Ontario circa 2001 or 2002. A young John Mallon is going to high school at Earl of March Secondary School and he is in grade... 11 at the time. A couple of subjects I was good at in high school <laughs> was gym, drama, and com tech. Okay. Because <laughs> I couldn't do math. I didn't like science, and I found Canadian history Canadian history really boring. Fair enough. I'm in ComTech, which is basically like computer class, like graphics and yep. film and what we're doing now. I'm in this one particular class of ComTech one day. I couldn't tell you what day or what month. I just remember being in grade 11, and I'm sitting at my computer working on a project. All of a sudden, I kind of feel kind of woozy and kind of sick, but not sick to myself, but I just feel kind of off. Okay. And all of a sudden... The room gets dark, and I can't see at all. My eyes, they don't roll up into my head or anything, but it's just dark. It's like the sun's going down, and someone's Did going to blind faint? down. I didn't faint, but all of a sudden, I couldn't see a damn thing. All I can see is black. All of a sudden, I can't see anything. It's like my eyes are closed, completely dark, and I'm sitting there, freaking out in my head, being like, holy fuck, what... what? I don't know what just happened Did to me. Somebody
1: like black out your whole area?
0: No, it wasn't the lights. It was physically myself. I could not see anything. What? And I'm sitting there like I've temporarily gone blind. Okay. Like honest to god this happened and I'm sitting there. Yeah. And I'm freaking out. What would you do if you were me and you temporarily went Blind in a computer class in high school in Canada.
1: I don't know. I'd probably scream for the teacher. I would probably scream for help. My friend Miranda, when we were in Amsterdam, and she was so stoned on hash brownies, (laughs) uh, she took out her contact lenses, but she forgot she had because she was so stoned. Yeah. So she screamed, "Oh my God! I've gone blind!" And then I was like, what? Oh, my God, because I'm equally stoned, came to her rescue. So I'd hope you'd (laughs) scream for somebody to be like, come help me. My pupils are missing.
0: Well, let me tell you what a a young John Mallon did. (laughs) I sat there and freaked out and I didn't know what to do. Like it scared the shit out of me because like I didn't fall and hit my head. It's not like I was sick at the time or, or had any serious medical problems or anything like that. I will say I wasn't stoned, I wasn't doing drugs or anything. <laughs> you weren't in Amsterdam. I was in Amsterdam. I didn't have contact or take my glasses off. So what I did was I just kinda of sat there and like put my head in my hand. Yeah. And all the time we must have been like deep into a project because no one came to me and I didn't call for help. I didn't even tell anybody. This is
1: already concerning on two levels now.
0: I just kind of sat there. I'm just like, I was almost like, oh, this can't be happening. Like, I, this isn't real. I must be dreaming or something. Like, why the fuck have I gotten blind all of a sudden? Yeah. And I just sat there and I remember like closing my eyes and like squeezing them, typing like, you have to see, like, you got to fix whatever happened what to yourself. What the hell happened? The bell rings. I'm just like, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to like say something because I can't see. I remember... Everyone's getting up to leave to go to the next period. I close my eyes, shut them as tight as I can, and I slowly open them, and all of a sudden my vision's back. What? Didn't tell anyone. Nobody knew. I didn't yell for help. I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't see the nurse afterwards. My sight was back, and it never, ever happened again. I don't know what caused it. This
1: I- is ridiculous. <laughs> it's a
0: true story. You clearly blacked out. No, I was conscious. That if I blacked out, someone would have like picked me up or something. I don't know if I maybe skipped breakfast that day and didn't eat lunch or maybe we should research this now that there's Google like temporary blindness.
1: I have epilepsy if people know me and when I have seizures like I did on Miranda, mm-hmm. um, you get like a certain aura where you basically kind of faint. I don't know if it's the same for everybody but for me, it's like a, like a certain aura goes over you and then you very basically zone out. Mm-hmm. So it's like you see things but then it's like that's it. And my seizures only happen for like thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. So how long do you think you were gone for? You know,
0: it it felt like probably twenty minutes, but in hindsight it was probably only about thirty seconds.
1: You probably had a seizure, you idiot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well
0: nobody noticed and I didn't tell anybody. Okay. And I, I've never had it since or anything, so
1: <gasps> faculty of Earl of March, please start <laughs> paying attention to students with vacant stares on them.
0: Anyways, this has been a very serious addiction. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: so stressed out for you. Of Was
0: it worth the hassle? So you guys hung in there, three podcasts worth of stories of our ups and downs. And now that we're finally together, I think a kind of cool story to end this saga of you and I would be with the music that matters to us. Yeah. So this is kind of our play, our relationship playlist. Of when we were friends, when we were getting together, when we were together, yeah. and past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. So we have a list of uh, either albums or songs or concerts that meant a lot to you and me. Yeah. Uh, and helped us get through good and bad times.
1: And they're very, like, diverse genres of music, too. So it's, like, I think it's worth checking out if you haven't heard of these bands or checked out some of their albums and stuff.
0: Yeah. So the very first artist, I would say this one probably, this whole album had the biggest impact mm-hmm. on our relationship. And you want to do the honors and say who it is?
1: It's Raphael Sadiq. The album's called The Way I See It.
0: Yeah. And if I remember correctly, I don't quite remember how I discovered this album. I think I maybe read a review or saw him on iTunes of the week or something like that. I just remember falling in love with it because, like, how would you describe the album? It's
1: a little bit of like funk, Motowny, a little bit of it has some like jazz undertones and pop. Kind of old.
0: It almost is a throwback to like the Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Stevie Wonder is actually on the album. Very cool. And I just remember the New Year's Eve before you and I got together. You were homesick. I didn't do anything, and I remember talking to you on the phone, being like, "You have to check out this album." Raphael Sadiq, I know you, you love this kind of Motowny yeah. jazz, cool R&B music. Mm-hmm. And so you I sent it to you. You loved it. And then I would say for probably the first six months of you and I dating, this was a soundtrack to our lives.
1: I think it's a really cool album, though, because it's like I know a lot of times now you buy an album or you download an album, and it's like you like one song maybe off of it. Maybe I'll give you four out of ten or something. This album I think we listened to on rotation once like – Six times yeah. in its entirety.
0: The whole album. We would basically, you would come over and we would, we, like, we made a playlist uh, called Valentine's Playlist and we put all, like, our fun music, like, slow music and... Just any song any,
1: that we both genuinely like.
0: That kind of meant something to us. But before we did that, we would just listen to this album, like you said, on repeat. Mm-hmm. And we would have, like, our long conversations that went well into the night. And we would just sit there on the couch talking and listening to this album. Yeah. So, I don't know. Is there any songs that you like that maybe people could check out?
1: Um, my favorite one off this one is Let's Take a Walk because I think it's, like, super quintessentially funk. Like, you just kind of feel like you have a kick in your step when you're listening to it. And then Oh Girl nice <laughs> featuring Jay-Z is a really good one. Yeah. Um, so definitely check it out. I always – still do whenever we have dinner parties or something put this album on in the background because it seems to be like a really good mix of what everyone wants to listen to
0: yeah okay what well, about you um i think my favorite one is the one with stevie wonder which is called never give you up never give you up but i don't want to be a big cock tease we're talking about all these songs we like let's play them uh, a 30 second preview of one of the songs so ladies first i'll let you choose which song you would like the the public to hear Ooh,
1: I'm gonna change it up and not pick one of my two that I just previously mentioned, which are still checkout songs. Just one kiss featuring Josh Stone. Ooh, good choice.
0: So this is Just One Kiss by Raphael Sadiq featuring Josh Stone, and I hope you guys like it. (laughs) Choice of song. Ooh, Raphael Sadiq. You know it. Next on our playlist of songs that matter to us is again, it's a full album by a band called Fleet Foxes. So good. I would say they're probably the closest thing to the Beach Boys. The
1: tense harmonies, just like the musicality of them in general is really tight and really on point.
0: And they're all fat with big beards.
1: Yeah. They're Beach Boys (laughs) post, like the actual, like, Surf's Up era. It's more like coming out of Pet Sounds, I guess.
0: Exactly. So this one, I remember I discovered these guys on the website Pitchfork, and they had the album of the year with their debut album called Fleet Foxes. And they also had the song of the year with White Winter Himinal. I remember this is another band. Before we were dating, I found them, and I'm like, They sound just like the Beach Boys. You love the Beach Boys. Let me send you some of their songs. And I send them to you.
1: I love it. Okay, so John's really good at this, like, finding music that fits what type of, like, season it is. And it's just, like, obviously, Winter It sounds like a good winter song. But you introduced me to them in the fall. And I thought this was, like, the best winter-autumn-walking-around-the-city album to listen to. It's just the songs, again, just like Raphael Sadiq flow really well into each other, and it's a little bit haunting, like you would be in the fall, and it just, it's really great tracks.
0: We were loving them for a while, and we got really lucky because they actually came to Toronto uh, after we had been dating for Massey a while. Hall. They came to Massey Hall, which next to the Mod Club would be probably my second favorite venue in Toronto. Yeah. Just because it had some of the best acoustics.
1: It's a legendary concert hall.
0: And one of the best things about them was I was so happy because obviously they sounded fantastic live. Okay. If it was possible, they actually sounded better live than their actual studio album. Yeah. But the coolest part for me for the concert, I'm sure you remember, is when everyone left the stage and the lead singer came out. So good. And he had his acoustic guitar. He unplugs it from the amp. He tells the guys to turn off his mic. They take the mic away. Yep. And by himself on the stage in front of hundreds of people, he sings and plays guitar with no amp or... I think it
1: was Metal Ark he sang.
0: Yeah, and just with the power of his voice and the guitar, he serenaded the whole sold-out Massey Hall.
1: And, like, his voice resonated through those walls. It was the most crisp and, like, beautiful thing I've ever heard in Massey Hall in general. Like, I've heard Chantal Kriviazic do much of the same thing, but it did not come close to this man's voice.
0: Yeah, so that was another thing that just kind of blew me away with being, like, a great uh album amazing live yeah their second album came out last year i think it's called helplessness blues yeah. and it grew on me like the first time i heard their debut album loved it instantly the second album there's a few songs i loved but i didn't like it as much as the first one then it grew on me and now i love both their albums
1: my favorite song off the flea fox's first album is he doesn't know why
0: nice another good choice so let's give this song a listen and let's hope you guys become as big a fan as we do In the I would say to that song.
1: <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we should give some uh, Canadian love to music now. Definitely. So the next band that comes up, it wasn't an album that kind of defined us, but just, I'd say, songs that meant a lot to us. Yep. And it comes from the band Stars. Yep. Now, I'm trying to remember, I I know you were a bigger fan of Stars than I was.
1: Yeah, my friends Miranda and Alistair introduced me to them, and we saw them play with the rest of the people off, like, the arts and crafts label at the islands, and I was blown away.
0: Yeah, I think I was just at the time probably a casual fan, and you were. this was one of the bands where you sent me all their songs. Yeah. It's funny, my favorite song by them, it's called Your Ex Lover is Dead. Such
1: a great track.
0: And I'll tell you a funny story about that song was, uh, this was before we were dating when you would send me songs. Your Ex Lover is Dead, there's, I guess the scenario of the song is, it's about two people who used to know one another, And then they kind of grew apart, and then they meet at a party again, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that. And so I used to remember, again, another seasonal song, me walking to work in the winter, in the snow, and this song would come on, and I would picture you and I in this kind of (laughs) weird, crazy... It's a really
1: morbid soundtrack for (laughs) us, okay.
0: This weird situation where I just picture in my head, okay, let's just say you and I never get together, and then in my head we grow apart, I move away somewhere, you go somewhere else, and then years and years later we bump into each other at a party and there's this lyric in the song that I always picture in my head me saying to you years later yeah and so the lyric was god that was strange to see you again introduced by a friend of a friend and so I just picture me bumping into you 10 years later we're both successful (laughs) okay then I I think we would be successful (laughs) okay and someone introducing us being like wow this is John and then us just uh smiling and then me being like yeah, I think I've met you before. and Wow. And just us knowing and not being like, oh my God, it's just one of those small things. I love that. So that's kind of like, even when I hear the song today, I still... Think at, of that moment? That moment, just like, it's kind of how that resonates with me.
1: Okay. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Do you have any songs that you like to talk about? or
1: I actually do. Off the album, In Our Bedroom, After The War, my favorite track off there is a thread cut with a carving knife. And only because every time I would leave... Your apartment, because it's like a six-minute song, I would always listen to it on rotation, walking from your house back to my house, and it would be snowing, and it just felt like the best musical backdrop to what was happening like with us. It's just a really beautiful, calming song. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to pick the song to play for our <laughs> listeners this time. Okay. And I want to play your ex-lover's Dead. I would say it's probably one of their most well-known songs. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want you people, now that I told you the story, I'll play the part of the song with that the lyrics I was just talking about and just kind of picture uh, me and you and the song and just how it flows. And maybe you'll get the same feeling I had and maybe you'll think about that way with someone that you know that you're not dating.
1: Cheese! Can <laughs> I do an add-on to that? Sure. If you want to play, my friend Alistair actually introduced me to this album and this is why i think the stars are a really cool band in general they gave their album to all of their other closest friends and the album is called do you trust your friends and they told all of their friend bands aka final fantasy oh my god i don't even know who else is featured on here uh jason colette uh montag and all these other great indie bands and they're like I'm going to let you redo my songs. Cool. So Final Fantasy actually does a cover of "Stars Your Ex-Lover is Dead, nice. which I feel is on par with the original version. So I feel you should play that one.
0: Okay, well, we'll see what ends up in the editing room. <laughs> Anyways, this is Your Ex-Lover is Dead by either the Stars or some other band.
2: God, that was strange to see you again. Introduced by a friend of a friend, smiled and said, Yes, I think we've met before. In that instant, it started to pour. Captured a taxi despite all the rain. We drove in silence across Pont Champlain, and all of that time, you thought I was sad i was trying to remember your
0: name so i feel these next two individuals we're about to talk about could almost be a podcast in itself because i didn't tell this story about before we started dating but there is a obvious obvious reason why you should have known that i liked you okay so we're going to talk about a concert that you and i went to yep and it is for two musical legends elton john and billy joel you're (laughs) laughing because you know what i'm getting at
1: okay but i feel like i have to tell this story from my side first You tell the story okay so if you know my family you know my brothers carl and brandon and my sister-in-law beth we are the biggest music lovers so we love like growing up with my brothers they introduced me to a lot of great music that i probably wouldn't have heard in my age demographic so i appreciate that from them elton john and billy joel are coming (laughs) to concert at the acc sometime in the summer And all of a sudden, my brother Brandon, who's like the biggest ticket freak, is like, Val, go get tickets. And I'm like, okay. He's like, how many do you need? I was like, I'll get four. So I go on the website, I go on Ticketmaster, and I'm like buying four tickets. And then all of a sudden... Shit's selling out. I lose, like, the best tickets possible. I freak out. So then I'm like, shit, I should just get two, and then we can just decide who's going to go. So I go on to Marketplace because everything is sold out at this point. Ticketmaster has my credit card information. I end up buying two tickets. Needless to say, they were a little bit expensive.
0: $400 each.
1: $496 each. (laughs) And I come back to my brothers and my sister-in-law, and they both think I'm crazy. And so I was like, wow, so now that I have like $900 on my credit card, I was like, shit, who can I ask who likes Billy Joel and Elton John to come to this concert with me because I have a $500 red line all through my credit card? So I go to work and I tell my friends about this idiot story that I have. And they're like, why don't you ask John? (laughs) He's a sucker. (laughs) No. Well, I was just like, oh, clearly you're right. John is like a huge music lover. So I'm like, he would clearly want to pay $500 to see.
0: I think they say something like you can't put a price tag on love. But clearly I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mom and dad, I'm worth $500. <laughs>
0: yeah, you asked me, and you're just like, yeah, I, I had tickets to see Billy Joel and Elton John. I'm like, oh, my God, amazing. I love these two guys. You're like, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's at the ACC. I'm like, sweet. You're like, there's just one catch. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's $450. $495. Sorry, $495. <laughs> and without hesitating, I was like, hell yeah, I'm in.
1: Which I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. He loves Elton John and Billy Joel as much as I do.
0: And I do love them. maybe not as much as you do, but I liked you more than I
2: liked.
1: Okay, (laughs) let me disclaimer this story, too. The tickets were the 16th row in the pit. On them in front of their stage, which is amazing. So it's like, come on. And it's like in real life, you're kind of paying $200, $250 a person, which I would genuinely pay $250 to see Elton John. Maybe not Billy Joel prior to this concert, but definitely 250 to see Elton John.
0: Yeah, but I feel like for that kind of money now, I should have had like Billy Joel come up to me with a candle and have Elton John blowing it in the wind for me or something <laughs> for that kind of money. <laughs> but I will say this, it was a really good concert. Yeah. They both uh, look great up there. Even like how they're they are. amazing.
1: I think actually Billy Joel smoked Elton John just for stage presence. Well, didn't
0: Billy Joel get up on a piano and, and it was start like dancing? Rotating and yeah. like
1: he was like flying all over the place. It was amazing. Yeah, so
0: it was. I got my money's worth that night. I had no regrets, you yeah. know. The good thing was the concert came by the time we were dating. Yeah, so it
1: was less awkward. So it was less awkward. Right? And I was like, look how much I'm worth. Yeah, so, so
0: it was really good. Do you have a favorite Billy Joel or and Elton John song? Like a couple? Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Billy Joel. definitely just love Uptown Girl because mm-hmm. it's just the best song just, ever yeah, and classic. it's hilarious. And I love the way that the song progresses. And then... Elton John, I love the song Mona Lisa's and Manhattan. If you know me, Almost Famous, the director's cut, is my favorite movie of all time. And there's a really important, poignant scene in that movie with Penny Lane and William when uh, Mona Lisa's and Manhattan's is playing in the background. But I also equally love Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Because my brother, Carl, used to sing it a lot of the time when we were growing up. Yeah,
0: I've heard him sing it. He sounds really, really good. He sounds good.
1: amazing singing it. And I just remember there was so much character in that song. And it's like, it's kind of a sad song. Mm-hmm. But my brother sang it. So maybe it's like, I like Carl singing Goodbye, <laughs> Yellow Brick Road. So, like But yeah, it's such a great Elton John song. What about you?
0: Yeah, so I'm definitely a way bigger Elton John fan than I am Billy Joel because I remember my mom had all his CDs and whenever yeah. we would drive around, we'd always listen to Elton John. But for Billy Joel, just like you, Uptown Girl, obvious yeah. choice. But I guess another obvious choice, one of my favorite songs by him is We Didn't Start the Fire. Oh, God. <laughs> as much as you can make fun of it, it's kind of a hard song to sing. It's I like, can hear it's that. It's almost okay. like as close as he can get to rapping, I guess. I guess so. But for Alan John, uh, I also love Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. But my favorite song by him, I would put this song in probably my top 10 favorite songs of all time. Is Benny and the Jets.
1: Oh, damn it. Now I wish I also included that song. Well, you can
0: do it. All them. right. <laughs> but here's the funny thing about that song is when I was younger, when I, I'd say like 10, 12 years old, I used to listen to the radio when I went to bed. And I'd, I'd have like a big boom box I would put next to my bed and just yeah. listen to the radio. And that's the first time I ever heard Benny and the Jets was on some Mm. Ottawa radio station when I was just a kid.
1: That's so random.
0: But it's funny because they played it and it was like the studio version. And I feel like I've never heard the studio version since because I feel like it's always... It's always the live version Because you hear the crowd going crazy. Yeah. So I don't... If anyone ever... If anyone has... The studio version without the live part yeah can you tweet me or send me a youtube link or something yeah. like that
1: i'd be i'd be interested to read this or hear that yeah
0: but i think we should we can agree that maybe we'll we'll play benny and the yeah, jets for do everybody it. it's a good feel good tune there's no song by these two guys that we could play that no one's ever heard so let's yeah. just go with one of the biggest songs by them Done. and it's my favorite song top 10 do it up benny and the jets Josh. started time up bands that we both loved together one of them was the beach boys yep and the other one i told you my second favorite band was guster <laughs> and the lie that you told me was Every girl <laughs> tells
1: a lie to get, like, some degree of a lie, I hope not all lies, no. to get a guy to, like, keep the momentum going and whatnot. I told my white lie was that I was in love with this band, Guster, even though I had to Google it the minute John told me who <laughs> this band was, and then every time he told me a track he liked, I just went on Amazon, and it was like, related tracks, what you should like, and I chose a song from there.
0: But you grew to like them. In- I love
1: them now. I think it's like, they sound very much like Crowded House, mm-hmm. Um, if you ever like that, like a Neil Finn sort of thing and they're just such great musicians I love any band that can rotate on an instrument I think is really cool Yeah, and And the drummer plays drums with his hands yeah which is awesome and And it's not a bongo drum I'm talking like a full full set set. Yeah,
0: like I touched on it earlier the last podcast where Matt was the one my friend Matt in Ottawa who told me about uh, Guster and I didn't like him at first but then I loved them and yeah I like the fact that the drummer played drums with his hands and everything But almost like the stars, there's one of the songs by Guster, which is my favorite Guster song, is called Satellite. And there's a couple lyrics in there that kind of, this is how I feel about our relationship. Yeah. And I guess it'll sound a little cheesy with me saying it, but this is kind of what defines me. And it always makes me smile because when I hear it, it makes me like think of you and me and whatever. Yeah. So it's from the song Satellite. And the lyrics are, elevator to the moon. Whistling our favorite tune, which <laughs> now I sound like a lameoid, yeah, pansy, geez. whatever, cheese, but it always just makes me think of like you and me in our own headspace, listening to music, no one can bug us, and we're just whistling to our favorite songs, right? <laughs> yeah. And now I sound like a lameoid. The first time we saw them, they came to Toronto and they played the Phoenix.
1: Which is an amazing venue as well.
0: Really cool, but we got to see them in an even cooler venue last year
1: yeah i think this was pretty a pretty cool setup story uh we went or we were just tracking where guster was playing uh they had released their new album like a like easy probably wonderful easy wonderful probably like almost a year prior i think mm-hmm. at that point we we're like damn we really want to see them again and the last time we went to boston i didn't have such a good time there
0: well you broke your ankle i broke my ankle walking to fenway park, walking
1: to fenway park so it was a little bit of a disaster. So. John and I wanted to do Boston again properly and I was like, "Whoa, Gusters playing there." And so we went online and we checked for tickets and initially it said that they were sold, sold out. out which is like, damn it, right? Because if you know John and I, we do trips very last minute, so we have Mm -hmm. no problem picking up and leaving just to go see a show if we wanted to in Boston. So then randomly, one night, I think I came back after school, and I was like, no, we need to go to see Guster. so you went and checked again.
0: And there was two seats available. Two
1: seats available for this amazing, like, acoustic show.
0: Yeah, it was basically Guster Unplugged, where they were just doing everything acoustic, but they brought, like, string players with them. Yeah, they had
1: a cellist and And a violinist. Violinist. There with them, and it was at the Paramount Theater in Boston.
0: And they had opening up for them was a comedian, Jeff Garland. So funny. Who you all know if you watch Kirby mm-hmm. Enthusiasm, he's uh, Larry's agent, a big, fat, funny guy. <laughs> and so we were really excited because A, we got to go to Boston, yeah. and B, we got to see our favorite band perform live again. And Boston's their hometown. It was the last show of their small tour. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is all working in our favor. It was amazing. Really fun. Really fun. Like, Jeff Garland was hilarious. They uh, equally
1: took requests. Yeah. If you donated food or something to a charity that they were supporting and threw something up on stage or called out a song, they were like, okay, we'll play that song next.
0: Yeah. It was awesome because they had kind of their set list of songs they played. And then they would go on their phone and be like, okay, let's check the Twitter request. And they would just play random songs and they took people would throw food on stage with written down their requests. Yeah. And it just felt like really cool and organic and not planned yeah. out. But they're such great musicians that they would be like, OK, we haven't played, you know, Mona Lisa's Smile in about yeah. four years, but we got the request. So let's do it. I love it. Which is really good. And I'm waiting for them to put out a new album or come back on tour. Satellite's my favorite song. I could go on and on. I also love their song Keep It Together. Yep which is fantastic. There is Come Downstairs and Say Hello.
1: That's one of my favorites.
0: Um, I like
1: Ramona. Ramona, Diane is really good. The
0: Captain. Jesus on the Radio. Yeah. Uh, If we could pick one song for everybody to hear, it's a large task.
1: I'm going to let you do that because I'd pick five.
0: Okay. Um, I think, you know, what. might as well go with my favorite song, which is Satellite. And I think it's, you'll instantly hear it and you'll love it too. So... This is one of my favorite bands, one of your favorite bands. Guster with their song Satellite. As much as I love Elton John and Fleet Foxes, we might be getting to my favorite artist to talk about in the music playlist because he is your least favorite artist, <laughs> and we're gonna skip genres and we're gonna go to hardcore rap music right Gangster now. Gangster rap. Gangster rap. I'm talking like face painting, devil worshipping, yep, fuck your mother type rap music,
1: which I can't stand. <laughs> no,
0: and I can't stand either usually, but I'm talking about the rapper Tech Nine. Oh, my God. This guy is by far my favorite rapper of all time.
1: He's my least favorite rapper of all time.
0: name He named himself after a gun, a Tech-9. <laughs> is
1: that what it is? Yeah,
0: Tech-9 is a gun. It's like a semi-automatic or something. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I'm... He, he. every once in a while, will wear like, face paint on stage. So he kind of sounds like – and people claim that, like, he worships the devil. Yeah. But it's just his persona. And he doesn't – people kind of lump him in there with, like, Insane Clown Posse. Fuck those guys. I don't <laughs> like the Insane Clown Posse or the – jugalos whatever those fan base is called he he's really cool he makes he puts out basically two albums every year like a full-length album eps and compilation albums that's crazy but it's just cool because his style is he can rap really fast and it, it's like lyrically driven it's not like soldier boy type music where he's like turn my swag on swag or whatever <laughs> usually when i give you band or song recommendations i knock it out of the park and you love them <laughs> when i told you about tech nine yeah You hated him. (laughs)
1: Yeah. John and I do this thing, like, if we ever discover new music, usually it's John listening to a bunch of stuff at work, and then he'll come back at night and be like, you need to check this song out. So he always does this, and he'll throw in, like, a Tech 9 song out of nowhere, and I'm like, no, I'm not on board with this. I do not like it.
0: Yeah, but as ridiculous as he can come off, he's one of those things where he actually got me through, like, a couple of tougher times because you're laughing at me now. but he he, (laughs) You were
1: also in the hood.
0: No, but he doesn't rap he doesn't rap about like killing people. It's more about being the underdog and like people not, you know, uh understanding you and stuff like that because okay. people didn't understand him and so like growing up, kind of coming out of high school, when I first started listening to him and I can relate to some of his songs.
2: Okay.
1: Other
0: songs I couldn't relate to because they were about the devil, but <laughs> he's more than just that, right? Okay. So you knew how much I loved uh Tech Nine. Yeah. And I'd say what we've been we had been dating for about Two and a half, almost three years. Yep. And my birthday was coming up. Yeah. And you got me one of the best presents ever.
1: So John's birthday is always at John and Palooza. So I always try <laughs> and do a bunch of things, uh, just because he's awesome, and you deserve to have a lot of fun on your birthday. I saw on Ticketmaster again that Tech Nine was coming in concert, and so I was like, score! I'm gonna buy two tickets.
0: He was coming on my actual birthday. On his
1: actual birthday, May
0: 15th. <laughs> buy me presents.
1: <laughs> okay, shameless self promotion. I'm going to buy two tickets. However, I am not going to this. I'm going to convince one of his two best friends who are stationed in Toronto to take one for the team and go with him. So I'm like approaching Dan or Sean and I was like, "Straight up guys, I bought John two tickets to go see Tech Nine at the Opera House. You need to go with them. One of you is going to take one for the team." And luckily enough, Sean Batty. Sean Diddy. Sean Diddy. He's like, I have my FUBU coming out (laughs) XXL whatever sweatshirt. I can pull it out of commission and take one for the team. I'm like, you are amazing.
0: Yeah. So So I come home and.
1: uh, No, you don't come home. You're loafing forever.
0: I didn't know you were going to surprise me with concert tickets. I was busy at work doing something. I finally come home. And it's you, Sean, and Dan. You have pizza and drinks. I'm like, yeah. this is awesome. And you guys kind of, like, surprised me yeah. with the birth. Even though it was my birthday, you surprised me with everyone being there. Mm-hmm. And so you gave me some gifts. And I remember you got me a record. Mm-hmm. Kanye West, I believe. Yep. Got me an awesome new bag for, like, work. for work. Yeah. One of those, like, carry or whatever. Yeah. You also, and then... You also got me concert tickets. Earlier in the day, I was this close to actually buying a single ticket to see Tech 9. I know, which is
1: like, I didn't want John to go there and get shot by himself. Well, At least if he took someone, there'd yeah. be a witness.
0: Because you know how much I liked him. I've never asked you to go with me to see him yeah. because I I almost didn't want to go because I know like all his fans are creepy and crazy yeah like i said they, he kind of speaks to people who are like misunderstood yeah. so it's kind of like the the scum, scum of bags. the earth yeah With yeah. mixed in with people like me so i can't believe i get home and there's two tickets to tech nine yeah And i'm like oh my god it's tech nine it's night i was almost gonna buy myself a single ticket <laughs> And then I'm like, who am I going with?
1: And I was like, Sean. Yeah. I'm like, he's taking one for the team.
0: He's like, that's why I'm wearing this really big baggy sweater.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's still a Banana Republic sweater, so it's not a big baggy one. No. And so anyway, so like it's only like 7 o'clock at this point. The show doesn't start till like 10. The four of us just decide to drink anything and everything we have in our apartment at yeah. the time and so like
0: i think we were smoking cigars as we're well smoking
1: or cigars it was just like it turned
0: into like an impromptu party yeah much.
1: it was insane like i'm like you oh. know us it's <laughs> like yeah we'll throw a party for any occasion clearly yeah. but this was like this
0: is just supposed to be like pizza presents and then like let's you're go going to, to the, the concert
1: call. this was like no we were obliterated
0: yeah and so what do you decide to do
2: i
1: was like guys I'm coming to the concert now. And they are like, what? And I was like, I'm going to buy myself a ticket. So then I tried to convince Dan to also take one for the team. So we're all physically outside. I was like, I'll just buy one at the door. They're not sold out. But I'm like, Dan, you need to come with us. Dan's like, never. And so I proceed to chase him down the street to his apartment where he's like, no, I'm not coming. I'm like, well, fuck you, Dan. (laughs) So the three of us go and we're in line at the opera house.
0: It's just like the crowd outside. People with face paint, like, wearing like mesh shirts, and, and
1: like really baggy jeans from like the 90s. It just—it
0: looks like. People would – they know the Insane Clown Posse. It looked like people from that fan base is how yeah. it. and
1: then there's John, me, and Sean in <laughs> our Ban- Banana Republic trench coats and jackets and pea coats. Yeah. We're like, hey, guys, we're just here kind of thing. <laughs> we just had tea or something.
0: Yeah, but I just remember like I was so stoked that I was there. And yeah. I got inside and I was kind of scared because like the people who were there – Oh,
1: it was frightening as fuck.
0: Yeah, and it just – like the bands who came up before, if you've seen American History X, <laughs> remember when you go to the party and they have like those hate bands playing? Yes. Like, the rappers who came out before were big, fat skinheads. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to get shanked. Yeah. But anyways, Tech 9 finally comes out. It's I'm having a fucking awesome time, but there's, like, moshing going on. There's up. moshing.
1: Our friend Sean Batty, who I'm sorry, is, like, the sweetest, most sensitive person ever, is like, guys, I, I want to go in the mosh pit. I'm going to go into this mosh pit. Where there people openly fighting? I yeah. was like, you are not going in there?
0: At your own risk. Yeah. Yeah, we survived. We didn't get shanked or anything. It was like hilarious.
1: That. I've never been – okay, I'll never go again. But Me neither, <laughs> I was like, too scared to go I was back. Too scared, but like <laughs> as the booze wore off at that point. But for a while, the liquid courage that got me to a Tech Nine concert—it was yeah. fun while it lasted. Do you
0: have any favorite songs by no. Tech Nine? No, nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that whole day was a blur.
0: Let me tell you about a couple of my favorite songs, and then I'm going to sing you some lyrics to one of his songs, which I think is really funny, and then I'll play you a song. So, uh, a couple of my favorite songs. There's a song called "Like Yeah," and there's a song called "The Rain." The rain's is actually a cool song because it's all about like him being on tour and missing his daughters. And he actually has both of his daughters, who are like 8 years old and 10, year, ten years old, come on the song and rap.
2: Weird. Which
0: I just think is really cool. I'm not going to play that song, okay. uh, but check those out. And if you want to check out his album, Ever Ready or K.O.D., those are my two favorite albums by him. So he has a couple songs that are – he he raps really fast. And I love his songs, but some of his songs are really ridiculous. So I'm going to sing you – The chorus to one of his songs and then i'm going to play you a song so the song i'm going to sing to you (laughs) it's called seven words okay and then i'm going to play you my favorite song which is called midwest choppers and it's the second version of midwest choppers okay so this song seven words is the most ridiculous song i've ever heard this is the chorus and then i'm going to go from that to my song okay So you ready for me to sing i don't know this (laughs) is the chorus it's seven words I want to say to you. Love it when you suck my dick. No further,
2: cause I'm running through you with no sign of inertia. Give me the mic and the baby, you do what you better about to do when I'm bustin' up your be when I'm incredible, never get on my level, I'm a killer with the pedal to the matter, you're edible and you're so we never double shit. I can take it
0: to your mama, your daddy, get a the I'm a caddy, you're cut up in the second the back. so let's take a left turn from tech nine and get into more grassrootsy jam bandy folk music yeah and let's talk about the fantastic band called wilco oh i love them wilco i think we both knew of them yeah and my
1: brother, Brandon, actually introduced it to me, um, even at his wedding. He made like a compilation CD and Jesus, et cetera, mm-hmm. was on it, which I think is a great song. Um, so, yeah, Brandon introduced me to Wilco because he really, I guess, identified with them and like performing their stuff. So yeah. I really got into them. And so when I saw them coming concert here, I was like, oh, my God, we have to see them live just because we both appreciate this band and they've done so much great music Let's go check them out. And they were performing at Massey Hall.
0: Yeah, which we said earlier was one of our favorite concert venues. To see a band like Wilco. Yeah. The first time I ever heard them was with the song On the Man Who Loves You.
1: Oh,
2: I love that song.
0: So I love that song. Yeah. But the one that really like hit it out of the park for me was her album Sky Blue Sky. Okay. I just thought I was blown away by, by that album. Yeah. It's one of those things where I just I had to keep it on repeat yeah. for like a month. And Which is
1: your favorite track off there?
0: I have a couple favorite ones. I love Impossible Germany.
1: Such a great Uh, Just just the the guitar on that song is amazing. Yeah, there's
0: like a good like two minute guitar solo almost. That just you have to kind of listen to it. But the song I love, I think it's so cool, but it's also kind of heartbreaking. Is "Hate It Here."
1: Oh, I love that song. I love
0: that song too, but it's kind of funny because it goes from him being like, "I'll you know rake the leaves and do this for you and take out the garbage." Yeah. And then in the end, you find out that they're, like, not together anymore.
1: <laughs> if you ever need a good song to commute to and you hate your life and it's a shit morning, listen to Hate It Here.
0: Yeah. So, I basically, like, even the song Either Way on either Sky Either Way is Blue Sky. really good. But I feel like uh, Will Kill fans are kind of divided by either their favorite albums, like Sky Blue Sky.
1: Or, like me, it's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Mm-hmm. So, I love that album. And that is the one with um, Jesus Etc., Radio Cure, uh, Camera, and stuff. It's, like, an older album.
0: And they were really good live. We had pretty good seats. But one of my funnier experiences from that concert during the encore when Jeff Tweedy, the yeah. lead singer, it's just like, okay, now I'm going to bring out a guest because, you know, I'm, I'm feeling so special and lucky and happy to be in Toronto. Oh, yeah. I'm going to bring out my good, close, personal friend, Leslie, and she's going to do a song with me.
1: The whole crowd starts cheering.
0: And I'm, I'm just standing there. I'm like, okay.
1: Including me. I start cheering.
0: Yeah. And they start doing a song, you and I. Which at the time they were promoting their new album, Will Kill the Album. Yeah. And so everyone's going crazy. I'm like, what's the big deal? Like some girl named Leslie? What do I care?
1: i was like, how do you not know who that is?
0: And I loved the, the Will Kill the album at the time. And I'm like, I love this song. And then I think about it took five minutes after the song ended to be like, was that Feist?
1: Yes. I was Ledley like, are you Feist. insane? I was like, a real name's not like just Feist. Right? <laughs> so. And I'm just
0: like, the dummy that I was, I'm like, damn, I could have enjoyed that even more if I realized Feist was yeah. on stage. And I should have known because she has such a great, unique voice. Yeah.
1: And it was like so good gorgeous up against Jeff so it just mm-hmm. it was such a great moment
0: yeah and so that was a fantastic concert they came back probably like a year and a half later again at yeah. uh Massey Hall yeah Jeff Tweedy has a, he has a great voice live he just sounds like his voice really carries almost like the Fleet Foxes guy where he could take the mic away and just sing to the crowd yeah. and the acoustics would be fantastic yeah so that's Wilco and we listened to them a lot when we started dating and yeah. it's good walking music I
1: yeah think. I think it's also like David Byrne does has a really good book called how music works i think it's called and he talks about how venues sometimes dictate what kind of music comes out of it so i feel like a lot of people like in certain musicians cater to like the acoustics of a venue like massey hall which it really if you're in the audience All Wilco songs sound to perfection when you're in Massey Hall. And it feels like they wrote those songs to be in that kind of warm setting, which is pretty damn cool.
0: So that's the Wilco experience. Do you – you know, this is the last band we're going to talk about for the Music Matters segment. Do you want to recommend a song for me to play for the listeners out there?
1: Let's do Impossible Germany because it goes everywhere.
0: Cool. Yeah, I definitely would put that in my top three favorite Wilco songs. So this is Impossible Germany. From their Sky Blue Sky album, and it's by Wilco.
2: Possible Germany, Lucky Japan, wherever you go, wherever you land. Say what this means to me. like Great Japan Fundamental problem i need to face This is important But I know You're not listening No, oh, I know You're not listening
0: and The band of the week for this week's podcast is the chain gang of 1974 and they have their debut album out called wayward fire so the chain gang of 1974 is like a psychedelic experimental dance band based out of Denver Colorado I put them in the same vein as MGMT mixed with some Smiths mixed with Morrissey solo album type music you guys are interested, aren't you? Because you're going to say, how does MGMT and Morrissey and the Smiths go together? Well, that's how you get the Chain Gang in 1974. I think I found out about the Chain Gang on Spin's website, spin.com. They always kind of profile like the five bands you should listen to this month, and they recommended a couple songs, and they blew me away. I thought they were fantastic. Yeah, so they only have one album now. It's called Wayward Fire, but it's so good. It's one of those albums you can listen from start to finish. That one, I always put them... On our playlist, like it'll be one of those bands where we listen to the music when we're getting ready for a party, cleaning up the place, or making dinner. So a few of the songs I love to death are Matter of Time, Undercover, Teenagers, and Ethical Drugs. Really, you could listen to their whole album, go to iTunes, and just search them, and you'd probably love them just as much as I do. But those are the songs I like a lot. And as always, I always have Song of the Week by my Band of the Week. And this is actually Val's favorite song by the Chain Gang of 1974. So seeing how we just got together on this podcast, I only find it fitting that we play Val's favorite song. So to write out the rest of the podcast, we are going to play Taste of Heaven by the Chain Gang of 1974. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Tweet me if you do. Send me an email. Like me on Facebook. Let me know what you think of this song and the band. So that just about does it for Episode 3 of Live at 605. I just want to thank everybody once again for listening to the podcast and subscribing on iTunes. You guys are fantastic. Getting such positive feedback. It just makes me feel really good inside. So I'm gonna keep on doing these things for you. As always, you guys can follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash mallencamp. Also, you can follow Val on Twitter. And she's at ValGomez Gomez with a Z. I told you earlier, I just started a Facebook page group. So please like us on Facebook. Just search live at 605 or go to facebook.com slash live at 605. That does it for this week's podcast. We're done with relationships. We turned it into a relationship and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll be back next week with a brand new podcast. As always, I've been your podcaster, John, and we're live at 6.05. Take it easy.